You're listening to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jim. Thank you so much for checking in. We've got a really lot of cool things coming up in 2017, so I really appreciate the nice emails and the suggestions and everything else that you guys send in. So thank you. I really, really appreciate it. So today's podcast is going to be a little bit... Well, my voice went really high there. Um, Today's podcast is going to be a little different. I'm going to talk a little bit about writing a personal manifesto and why I think that that's so important. And I'm going to share the actual one that I did and why I think that this can be such a guiding uh, light in your life. But first of all, I want you to know that, um, not that it matters at all, but I'm listening to what I think is arguably the best playlist I've ever put together on Spotify ever. And I'm just really thrilled with myself. It starts with, damn, it feels good to be a gangster by Ghetto Boys. Then we have a little Beastie Boys in there, Cookie Puss. Um, one of the best songs ever in a song called Good Time by Leroy. When you hear that song, if you email me and tell me the name of the TV show that it's from, I will send you a Hero Up t-shirt. The first person to do that, you will get a Hero Up t-shirt if you send me the name of the song that the song is called Good Time by Leroy. And I'm going to screen, I'm going to do a screenshot of this playlist so you can see it on here. But anyway, so let's get into the podcast, how to write personal manifesto and why it's so important. Here's the thing. I think personal manifestos are really, really a big key to life because it, what it does is it keeps you grounded in what you want to do, grounded in who you want to become and grounded in what you're doing. Um, I know in the times of my life when I haven't had a personal manifesto that I was, I was working off of, I really felt rudderless to some extent and really didn't feel like I got a real strong grasp of, you know, what the hell was going on around me. So I think having a personal manifesto is really, really key. And that was a huge truck that just drove by. You may have heard that. So let's get right into it. So, uh, and I hope, I hope you guys, uh, can appreciate that. You know, what I, what I try to do with these podcasts is I really, uh, you know, I know a lot of other podcasts out there and they're, you know, they have ads in the beginning and they kind of like, you know, they're selling themselves left and right before they actually get into the meat of the show. I try not to do that. I try to say hi, tell you something, you know, really quick and then get right into it because I know that you're busy uh, you know, that you're a busy group and I, and I'm a busy guy too. So I want to get right into it. So let's get into it. Personal manifesto. So what a personal manifesto does is it keeps you on the path of where you want to go. It allows you to be directional. So instead of chasing butterflies and going in 50 different directions, it allows you to pick a direction and just go in that direction. I personally think a personal manifesto can be um, or should be the guiding principle upon how you live your life and how you act in your life. So in, in my personal manifesto, I wrote my personal manifesto, my most recent version of this, October 26th of 2016. I was going through an incredibly stressful period in my life. Um, it was right before the holidays and the things are just really stressful. And although it's counterintuitive, I think writing a personal manifesto when you're in the midst of pretty serious stress is can be a really good thing. I think it could be a really, really good thing um, because it forces you to cut the crap out of your life and decide what you like, what you don't like. So I want to get into right now what exactly is in the personal manifesto. And then these are the things that I would suggest that you include. 
Okay, the very first thing I would suggest you include is a list of things that you want more of in your life and what you want in your life right now more of. So on my list, so I just titled it and I put, what do I want more of in my life? I wanted more fun. I wanted work that feels good and then also work that I'm good at. Um, at the time, late October, I was spending a ton of time in Excel and in spreadsheets and doing these really um, complicated projections and different things for our real estate deal. And it's just not my strength and I don't enjoy it. And I was just sort of sitting in a room by myself, crunching out Excel formulas, you know, for eight, 10 hours a day for a period of time. And it just drove me nuts. So I want less of that. Another thing I want in my life is more sunshine. It's very important for me to go out and be in the sun as much as I can. Um, I also wrote that I wanted to provide more value to the world. I felt that what I was doing at the time really wasn't providing that much value, quite honestly. And then I wanted some things like that were just more fun related. Like I wanted to be playing more softball. I wanted to be playing more music. Um, for those of you who know me, know that, uh, I'm incredibly, uh, uh, I've been playing guitar for like 10 years off and on, and I'm uh, I'm as incredibly bad today as I was 10 years ago when I started. I know four chords really well, and I just kind of hammer at them. So I'd like to take that guitar loving, well, or that guitar playing ability to a better level than what it's at now, because it's about as, eh, it's about as low as you can get. So those are the first uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six things that I put on my list of what did I want more in my life right now? Because I really wanted a concrete, uh, a concrete, image of here are the things that I'm looking for. Okay. <clears throat> the next part of it is to put in what you want less of in your life. And so for me, this was really easy. Um, I did not want to be working in an office largely by myself. I didn't want huge expenses. Uh, I did not want to work multiple hours in Excel spreadsheets. Cause like I said, I can't stand that. I also didn't want to be doing everything myself at the time. I felt like I was just doing everything all by myself with a very little help. And then I also didn't want to feel like I was letting other people down or feel like that was happening for whatever reason. That's something that's always been with me. And, and you know, there's probably no evidence of me doing that, but it's something that is really in the forefront of, you know, my own personal uh, challenges is having ever having that feeling. Um, I also didn't want to do things where I wasn't the expert. So again, I didn't want to do things that I wasn't good at. And I'm a big believer in playing to your strengths and doing things that you're good at and delegating everything else. So I didn't want to do things where I wasn't the expert. I also wanted a lot less debt in my life. Like I didn't want financial or emotional debt. And I think emotional debt can be sometimes worse than financial debt. I didn't want any of that in my life as well. Um, and then the last thing I put on here was what one thing I wanted less of in my life was any kind of guilt for either past failures, current challenges that I wasn't handling well, or my diet being imperfect. I tend to really come down on myself for my diet because I tend to eat too much sugar. Um, and for whatever reason, I tend to just really harp on that with my own, with, uh, with my own self. So anyway, so this section was really, it's all about getting kind of deep into your own feelings and figuring out really what are the things you want less of in your life? What are the things that, um, are happening now that you just would rather not have in your life. And I got to say, like, this was probably <clears throat> the hardest part for me. This was the hardest part is to, because these things were prevalent in my life and I wanted to be able to get rid of them. Um, so it was really hard putting that, you know, putting that down on paper. The next section I put in here was uh, about family. So I put in, 
uh, you know, a family that I want to spend more time with. And I, and I listed my immediate family, my wife and my two daughters. And then I listed, um, my brothers, Michael, and then my brothers, Ryan, Johnny, and Paul. I listed my mom. I listed my dad. I listed my stepdad, Tom. Um, and then I also listed, you know, uh, some other, some other family that are not, um, they're not local, but I would like to spend more time with them. That's just me turning the page on this. And then the next section I put in is I put in local friends that I'd love to hang out with more. So I think this was a kind of a big thing. So for me, because, you know, as a dad and as a business owner and as a husband, you know, we're all going so fast all the time, right? Like, I'm sure you just, you know, you pass out in bed at the end of the day because it's just been kind of a crazy day. I have that same experience too. And you don't get to spend enough time with the people you really enjoy spending time with because you spend a lot of your time working and, and, and to some extent, probably spending time with people you don't really, you know, you probably wouldn't choose to spend time with at work if, uh, you know, if, um, if, if you didn't have to. So the next section I put in was local friends that I want to hang out with more. And I put people, you know, that are in no specific order, but I put, you know, my friends from CrossFit, my friend Todd, my friend Hugh, uh, my, uh, my buddy Taj, uh, my friend Scott, my friend Kevin. So I put just a few people locally who I really enjoy spending time with, who quite honestly, I don't see enough, but I would love to see more. And so I wanted to make it a little bit more of a concrete, <clears throat> excuse me, thing to put on here who I want to spend, spend time with. Okay. So those are kind of the, the, kind of the intro pieces of your personal, um, manifesto. And again, my, mine is like three pages long. So it's pretty, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty simple. And I'll show you, I'll show it to you, um, uh, in the summary as well. The next section and it, it, which I think was, it was really good for me personally to write. And I would really recommend it for you is I wrote several commitment statements. So I wrote several commitment statements. So these are actionable things that I am committing to. So as an example, um, and I'm just going to read you what I have, but the first one was I commit to do everything I can. So my wife and daughters know how much I love, honor, and cherish them every single day. No praise or good words will be left unsaid. And what I mean by that is there are times where I'm thinking about my daughter um, and then I love her because of something she says, or I think she's funny or whatever. I'm going to make sure that I express that praise at that time, because I think it's so important to express that praise when you have it or when you're thinking it. So I've made a, on a, uh, like a conscious decision that if I have it in my head and it's a good thing I want to tell them, I'm going to just tell them. So that's the first thing. Uh, the second commitment statement I have is I commit to working to the best of my abilities in whatever work I'm doing. So whether it's coaching, speaking, writing, uh, the real estate projects we have going on, I'm going to do the absolute best I can based on my abilities. It may not always be the best, but it's going to be the best that I possibly can do. I'm going to put 100% into everything I do and then I'm going to live with the results. So I think that that's the key. It's like, I'm going to do it to the best I can and then I'm going to live with the results. The next commitment statement is that I commit to finishing projects. So this one was an important one for me because... I'm really good at launching things. I'm really good at starting things. Um, but I think I struggle sometimes with finishing projects. I don't know if you're in that boat, but sometimes I find that I can struggle with that. So I, I really wanted to commit to like, okay, I'm going to finish my stuff. Okay. The next commitment statement was that I commit to working every day to provide value to my community and my world by my example and my actions. So with this statement, what I'm saying is, is like, look, I'm not going to, tell a bunch of people what to do. 
And I'm not going to go around and and say a lot of meaningless things. I'm going to basically try and do everything I can to provide value to my world and and do that in my example and how I lead my life and how I operate. And I think th- that is something that's is sort of forces me to live and behave to a higher standard. And I think it's a challenge that I think we all face because a lot of times, you know, we, you know, we say one thing, but we really mean something else. And sometimes we say we'll do something and sometimes, and then, you know, a lot of times we won't do it. So that's how I'm going to judge myself is that how am I, what is my example in my world? What is my example? Um, uh, you know, what are my actions and my example showing to the world? And that's how I'm going to judge them. Okay. The next one I have is that I commit to not taking things personally and I realize whatever people are thinking about me doesn't necessarily mean it's true. And again, I wrote this when I was super stressed out and, and I know personally a lot of times that I tend to take things personally if someone says something about me because I'm, I'm an Aries. We all want to be loved. We, you know, we, we, <laughs> you know, like everyone in the world wants to be loved, but I think, uh, I think I definitely do too, but I, it was very important for me to just figure out that, you know, not everyone in the world has to like me, you know, I, and my life will go way smoother if I don't take every single thing personally. So I'm really committed to working on that for myself. Cause I think it's a big weakness of mine, but it's something I'd like to change. Okay. And then my last commitment statement is, is what value did I provide in the world today? Like, what good did I do in the world today? Like, is the world a better place because of something I did today? And really, I'm going to try and hold myself to that. I'm going to say, okay, did I, you know, was it a good day? Did I do something well? Did I do, you know, did I help somebody else out? Was I just acting just selfishly and just about myself? Or was I able to, you know, um, create some impact with some other people? And I think that that's key is like, you know, are you able to provide value in the world outside of something that's just, just for you? So anyway, so the, the commitment statements are, uh, you know, can be very difficult to write, but I think they're incredibly important. Next section I have are my non-negotiables. And this is something I think you should have. I think you should um, really understand what are the things in your life that are non-negotiable and that they're just not coming off the table no matter what. Like either you're, you're 100% solid on the knees no matter what. Okay, and my first one is my word. So one of my non-negotiables is like, look, I'm gonna do whatever I say I'm gonna do, no matter how big or small the commitment is. So I don't care if it's, you know, me saying I'm never gonna cheat on Kelly. I mean, that's a that's a pretty big one. Or me saying that I'm gonna be somewhere at two o'clock. I'm gonna do those things. I'm not gonna go back on my word. I don't care what, I don't care about anything else. I'm just not doing that. That's a non-negotiable for me. Another non-negotiable for me is my girls. So unless it's an emergency, my girls come first and everything else waits. So if Kaya has a performance or Noah has something, I'm going to be there. I'm going to move my work meetings around it. I'm going to move everything else around it. I'm going to not go to CrossFit. I'm going to not do something. Um, if, if they have something, they all come first. Kelly, Kaya, and Noah in my life come before everybody else. That's a non-negotiable for me. The third thing, uh, and this is one that I had a very difficult time coming up with, but now that I've come up with it, I'm really happy about it because it makes, it just kind of makes dealing with other people very easy. And that is that I'm only, my non-negotiable is I'm only going to judge people by their action. So I'm no longer going to be judging people by anything but their actions. I don't care what somebody says anymore. I really don't. I care what they do. I don't care if they say they're going to be here. Um, 
I'm not going to take their word for it. I'm going to, I'm going to see how they respond. Are they going to show up on time? Are they going to be late? Are they going to do what I, you know, uh, you know, if I need them, if they work for us, are they doing what they're going to say they're going to do? Or are they making an excuse? And what I'm finding is, is by judging people purely based on their actions, it really is an easier way to deal with people because it's just really simple to say like, okay, did you do what you said you were going to do? You either did or you didn't. You're either pregnant or you're not. It's either nighttime or it's daytime. I mean, it's literally as simple as that. It's really made everything way easier in dealing with people because I don't have to sift through the riffraff of what people say. Um, And my last non-negotiable for me was that my health and diet and consistently working at both. So I didn't want to say that I was going to, you know, cut out sugar or I'm going to go to CrossFit and work out five times a week. I didn't want to say anything. You know, I didn't want to make a specific proclamation to either one of those things. But what I did want to say was that I'm going to consistently work at both. Those are non-negotiables. And I can say from my health perspective, I've been doing that my entire life. I've been working out, playing sports, no matter what it is, basketball, football, surfing, you know, you name it. Um, since, since, since I was a little kid, those are things I'm going to continue to work on. Those are non-negotiables in my life. Okay. My next section, um, you know, so after you do your non-negotiables, the next section for you to do is to do a, is to do a section on what are you going to stop doing? So what are the things that you're going to stop doing that you commit to in this personal manifesto? What are the things you're going to stop doing? My, and my list is pretty it's pretty easy. And one thing that you'll see in these sections is you'll find some themes that overlap and you'll find that maybe you're writing down some of the same um, same areas, same issues. Pay particular attention to those because they, mu- they must be really, really important if they keep coming up. So on my list of what am I going to stop doing, I'm going to stop dwelling on past mistakes. Look, I made them. I'm not perfect. They're over. I can't do anything about them. I can't do anything about the, all the money I lost in 2008, 2009, 2010 during the recession. I can't. I would love to. Would I love to get that $250,000 back? I would love to. Is it going to come back? No, it's not. So dwelling on past mistakes is not doing me any favors. The other thing is worrying about what other people think of me. I talked about that before. I'm not going to do that. Um, And then also hiding my faults or my shortcomings. I mean, I think for a long time, I think that I thought that I had to be perfect and I wanted to hide my faults or my shortcomings. And the way I feel about it now is like, look, I'm just like everybody else. And just like you, you know, we all have shortcomings. We all have faults. So there's not really use in hiding them. I don't see why we need to hide them at all. <clears throat> and then the last one for me, or a couple of other ones for me are trying to do everything myself, not asking for help. Um, the two final ones on my going to stop doing list are ones that are really, you know, take to heart and I catch myself in times of weakness doing this. And that's the first one is comparing myself to others. And I think this is could be the death knell for anybody. Like when you compare yourself to others, man, you're always going to lose because you're seeing their best performance um, while you're thinking about your behind the scenes situation. So you're watching someone else's highlight reel. You don't know what they're doing in their house or if they're, you know, crying and upset at night or whatever. You're just seeing them out in the world when they they look like they got their shit together. So comparing myself to others, comparing yourself to others, that's one I would suggest that um, you put on your stop doing list if you do that like I do. I, it's on my list. And then also the final one for me on the stop doing list is being afraid or intimidated by those who seem to have their shit together. My experience has been is that most people who seem to have their shit together really don't. Um, 
they just look like it. Just like I'm sure that there are people who see me out in the world and they're like, wow, that guy really seems to have all of his shit together. And, uh, you know, obviously like everyone else, I don't have it all together. So there's no reason to be afraid, be afraid or intimidated by that at all, by people who have to seem to have their shit together. That's, that seems, um, seems like a waste of energy for all of us. Next part of the personal manifesto is the, what am I going to start doing list? So what are the things I'm going to start doing on a regular basis? On mine, I had a morning prayer and a visualize uh, visualization where I think about the day ahead. And I've got a prayer that I do as soon as I get in my car, it takes me less than 30 seconds. Um, it's private, so I won't get into it here, but I do a morning prayer and I start thinking about my day and then I start the car and I go. So this isn't something that you have to go into a room, turn on yoga music, light incense, light 20 candles, and sit there in a devotional pose for an hour and a half. You know, I'm literally doing it sitting in a Prius in a driveway um, every single day. So that's what I do. Morning prayer and a visualization. Also, I found, I, I put this one on the list, holding the door for my wife always. What I found is like, you know, when we're going places, I usually open the door for her, but sometimes I don't. Sometimes I forget. And I found recently, or until I wrote this, you know, I had been forgetting a lot just because like, you know, we're trying to get the kids in the car and I'm usually carrying something and we're thinking about where we're going, whatever. But I need to remember that it's the little things that are important. And my wife, you know, she deserves to have the door held open for her. And 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 in some ways, like I, I need to be the husband that holds the door open for her. Um, I want to hold myself to a higher standard. So hoping that holding the door open for my wife is, um, uh, is, is one of the things that I committed to starting to do, which I am doing now. Another thing I, I committed was that I, what I wanted to start doing was being grateful for my life and being grateful for all the wonderful things and wonderful people in it. You know, and the thing is, is like, I have a lot to be grateful for. I've got great kids. I've got a great wife, I've got a great family. I'm, I'm, you know, truly honored. And I love all of you who listen in. I love, you know, the comments, the ratings on iTunes, uh, the comments about the book. I'm just so grateful. You'll you'll never know how, how deeply I am grateful for each and every one of you who's ever downloaded one of my episodes and has listened to, you know, me rant on. Um, I, I'm humbled by it and I appreciate it and I honor you for doing that. But so anyway, so that was one of the things is like, what am I start doing in my life is being grateful for it. And then also I wanted to, what I put on here was I would start doing is that building more connections with people, regardless of how I meet them. So regardless how people come into my life, I want to be able to build more connections with them. Cause that's something I really, really enjoy and, and, and something that's important to me. So the very fat last section that I have in here is what am I going to do with my career? And, you know, for those of you who listen in, you know, that I'm doing a big real estate, uh, development deal here in Oceanside, California, which has taken up a good deal of my time um, while I'm also doing the coaching and the speaking and the podcast. And so I listed some things that I wanted to do in my career and, you know, that were really specific, like start speaking to groups to help people find value, beauty, and purpose in their life, uh, build the podcast listener base, write and publish another book, hold a book tour, um, to focus on creating value, and, uh, and start doing some events. So these are things that I got really excited about when I was writing this. And I'm still really excited when I read about it. I mean, it's just really, really cool to see like, okay, this is what I'm planning on doing and I'm excited to do. So, you know, in closing, this is really what my personal manifesto is. Yours, yours will be probably a lot different than mine, but I wanted to give you a framework of what it looks like and what's, 
what's included in it. You know, I wrote those, all those different sections. And then I, you know, I just signed something at, at the end. I mean, I wrote, this is my personal manifesto that I wrote today, October 26, 2016 in Encinitas, California. This is a living document and it will change as things are added, deleted over time. This will serve as a roadmap for my life and keep me accountable to the way I choose to live. Sincerely, Jim Simcoe. So I really hope you're able to do that. I hope you're able to put one together. You know, I did this. I did this whole thing in probably 45 minutes. Um, and I'm really excited about it. I'm excited how it, come out, how it came out. And I really suggest that you you put something together like this. Uh, it maybe doesn't even have to be as formal as this, but I think it's something that could be really beneficial to your life and really help you go in the right direction. I know it's changed a lot for me, even just in writing this, it's really kind of consciously and subconsciously made sure that I'm uh, on the path that I want to be on. So anyway, thank you again for listening. I really, really appreciate it. You can get more stuff on my website at jimsipco.com. You can read more about the book at heroupthebook.com. And I've got some other events coming out soon that I will um, tell you guys about. And as always, I appreciate your feedback. I appreciate your comments. And uh, if you if you feel willing, by all means, please put a review on iTunes. It really helps the podcast, helps other people find us or find me. So uh, that would be great. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you guys soon. Hey, thanks for checking out the Make Life Epic podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. For more information, check out jimsimco.com, jimsimco.com. And as always, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. Those really help us out a lot. So if you could do that, that'd be great. And I look forward to talking to you soon. Have a fantastic day.